0: Now it's time for Inspirational Women and my guest, Lori McNamara. Get ready for some fun and great ideas and encouragement to begin or expand more healthy cooking in your kitchen. It's a perfect time to think and to plan with spring planting time right here and also Earth Day coming up soon. Begin with small steps. Lori began with a blog, it's evolved, a small garden, then expanding and creating made-from-scratch meals for the family. And one of the important steps is to involve the family so we all learn together. So let's meet Lori to talk about her great new book, Simply Scratch, 120 Wholesome Homemade Recipes Made Easy. Lori McNamara, good morning. It's so great to have you with us today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's really my pleasure, and I'm so excited to be able to share the idea ideas and the opportunities that you present to us in this brand new book of yours, Simply Scratch. Thank you. So this really is an exciting time for you because the book has just come out.
1: Yes, it just came out.
0: And how is that feeling? Of course, it's still very brand new. Does it feel a little surreal to you? It does. You know,
1: it's kind of like having a third child. You put so much, you know, time and preparation and then it's here and it's, It's not only like a relief, but there's excitement and just, you know, uh, exhilaration. I feel so proud of this book.
0: I can totally understand feeling pride in it. It is an amazing book. It is so filled with not just great, brilliant, but very kind of down-to-earth and simple Recipes, so there's simply scratch. The scratch right. we're going to get into as well, of course. But you have made it uh, so very easy for us to really approach some great recipes any time of year. But I'm just thinking here as the holidays approach, uh, it, it's really a wonderful tool to have in our kitchen to try something new, to really uh, do some great exploring.
1: Yes, there's plenty of recipes for all year round. Um, And especially for this time of year, there's some great easy side dishes for holidays um, and main dishes as well.
0: So all of that is to be found within the pages here. And as you said, there's a lot to be found on the cover. It tells us 120.
1: Yes, there's um, at least 40 plus recipes that are dedicated to really good kitchen basics, um, such as like homemade mayonnaise and ketchup and even condensed soups, which tend to be in a lot of the casseroles this time of year, you can make them from scratch and it's like just a few ingredients um, and just a little bit of your time, and it really does elevate your casserole dishes. Um, there's also, you know, breakfast and brunch ideas for you know weekends or holiday br- mornings, um, side dishes as I mentioned, and main dishes and you know desserts. Who doesn't love desserts? <laughs> And so, there's, you know, a lot of, you know, brand new recipes that have not been on my blog yet. Um, creative recipes, some good classics also you can, you'll find in there. A lot, a lot of recipes.
0: <laughs> so there's sure to be something, more than a few somethings, to appeal to everyone's palate.
1: Absolutely. And, you know, I... I'm, a young mother who doesn't want to spend my whole day in the kitchen. So they're all easy, um, accessible, nothing too hard to find, you know, as far as ingredients at the store, um, Nothing too complicated. My motto is, if I can do it, anybody can do
0: it. (laughs) And that is part of why I feel Simply Scratch is such a great cookbook. Your blog, too, uh, which is kind of where all of this came from, is a great story, which should inspire any of us that it's not as though you were born the chef, and so therefore it comes naturally. This has been a process for you. Yes.
1: You know, I grew up um, watching my mom cook. She she is a fantastic cook, and uh, I would pull up the step stool and just watch her. And then, you know, my teenage years, you know, high school, and then I had kids, you know, in my 20s, and I realized when I reached for a box of brownie mix that my mom never reached for box mixes when I was a kid, and I really wanted to get back to those roots and somehow make it attainable while I, at the time, was working a full-time job and raising young girls. So, kind of just started, you know, with that. I wanted, you know, to keep record of these, you know, tests and trials of cooking from scratch. So, I started my blog, and it has been evolving ever since. I think we're approaching six-year mark anniversary for it, and I have evolved as a cook, um, as a baker, and I just it's it's been quite an experience.
0: So that's where I think there's a great deal of encouragement that. It's important that for you that you had had that experience of watching your mother as a child. And I think that there's a key element there for any of us to think about having our kids around us as we cook, right?
1: Yes, I encourage my kids to help me in the kitchen. I think like uh, a lot of self confidence in the kitchen starts at a young age. And having kids like crack eggs into a bowl to help, you know, add them to the cookie batter or even just you know, sprinkling in the sugar or vanilla, they get confident with what they're doing. And then, you know, as they get older, they'll start, you know, trying to make a recipe all by themselves. And I think that it's a great bonding experience that I know I'm grateful for. I'm grateful for my mom allowing me to watch and help. And when I had my kids, it was only natural to include them. And I noticed that when they have kids, you know, it's a gift that keeps on giving when you allow your kids help in the kitchen. Not and, only that, but I also think that they'll eat better <laughs> if you allow them to help you make, like, you know, whatever side dishes for dinner, for example, like broccoli. I let my kids help me toss it in olive oil. We roast it in the oven and they actually will eat the broccoli because I think they like knowing that they helped prepare it. They know it's in it and they get excited about it.
0: So many good reasons for including kids early on. And for you That was then kind of in your genes to begin with. But like many of us, as we get busy with our work life, it's easy to stray to the convenience kind of stuff. But as you said, reaching for that brownie package mix was kind of an aha moment. Do I really want to be just doing this kind of processed cooking? And uh, your big answer was a big no, wasn't it?
1: Right. It was. I didn't really realize how many additives are in prepackaged food until... That moment and then looking, taking a look at everything I had in my pantry. I'm like, you know what? I wonder if there's a way I can do this myself. And, you know, stock my kitchen with pre-made spice blends that I have instead of the packet. So when I want to make tacos, let's say, for dinner, and that is an easy weeknight meal, I already have a taco mix that I know I made. I know what's in it. There's no additives. And it, it it's already there for me. It's as easy as reaching for a packet that you buy at the store, but better for you.
0: And that's part of it. It takes a little time, but it feels like it doesn't take a, a whole lot of time to get that kind of organization, get some of those things in place so that it's already there. You can maybe take a morning on a weekend and get that together or do the shopping the next weekend. You put some of these things together. You kind of go through those steps so that it's not an overwhelming process.
1: Right. It's definitely something that evolves with time. It's not like you should empty out your pantry and buy all brand new things. Uh, maybe start with one recipe. Shop for that recipe. Um, and maybe if it needs a specific kitchen tool, grab that. And then maybe work your way into two uh, recipes. And then before you know it, you'll, you know, have this kitchen that's, you know, a scratch kitchen, or scratch pantry that has everything at your fingertips. And it's not as daunting sounding to make your own condensed soup because you have everything already on hand. It's definitely something that evolves, though, and it shouldn't be looked at as, you know, overwhelming if you start out slow.
0: Exactly. And thinking about making some of these really quality ingredients and quality items that we might use on a regular basis. And here, what comes right to the forefront for me is the ketchup, but I've, yes. I realized some years back how reading the ingredients, I don't want to use that stuff because it just doesn't feel healthy. Looking at how to make it and it's easily right there in our refrigerator is so perfect.
1: Right. And ketchup is in a lot of things um, as an ingredient. So a lot of people view ketchup as condiment, but I also view it as an ingredient as well, going into, like, let's say, um, barbecue sauce or meatloaf or, you know, and, and if you have, you know, already prepared it yourself and it's in the, kid, the kitchen, or fridge, excuse me, um, it's that much easier. And you know there's no corn syrup in there or, you know, miscellaneous spices, you know, it's it's all something you've prepared and you have the knowledge. And it's so easy. It's so easy.
0: Exactly. And where the book Simply Scratch comes in to support us is to give us ideas you show us how you've kept it simple. You don't have to have like 50 spices in a spice rack. You find some key ones that you really enjoy that are really flavorful. And I think if we're not certain for someone who's maybe just kind of starting out and experimenting, maybe taking the ideas of what you've used, it's a good foundation.
1: Yes. You know, some people um, might find having a jar, like I have a drawer full of spices just because I cook so much. But Really, it doesn't have to be that complicated. You know, basil, oregano, chili powder, those are simple spices everyone usually has on hand. And they're throughout the book in so many different things that it's familiar. I feel it's familiar for the home cook. Even if experienced or not, not, you know, new out in the kitchen testing uh, things, it's, it's definitely not intimidating at all.
0: And one of the things you seem to enjoy, of course, you know, now in the winter season, it's not quite easy to do unless we have a little uh, herb garden inside. But you love to have those fresh herbs, to have your own fresh spicing up uh, during the spring and summer months.
1: I do. I have this raised flower bed off of my front porch. And i it's my favorite time of year when I can go to the herb garden um, and sip fresh chives or pull off rosemary or and because it tastes a thousand times better when it's fresh um and i usually have basil oregano uh, thyme you know classic herbs that are used in so many things um and then in the fall months they can be dried and then crumbled to use as you know dried herbs so it, it's it definitely is such a benefit to have that access you know if you're trying to make something, you just want to sprinkle a little chives. It's right there. And I love being able to just walk outside and step it
0: fresh. It is quite easy. Well, that's that part is easy to walk out and do it. But just that feeling of, you know, I planted these seeds. They right. came up. I nurtured them. And to be able to just walk out there and get them, that is such an incomparable uh, inc- kind of experience.
1: Yeah, I love watching my basil plant, you know, start peeking through the dirt and then growing it and I you know end of August it's huge and there's bees that are like pollinating it it's really cool I I, you know sometimes I'll walk by my rosemary bush and just rub the leaves it (laughs) smells oh so good
0: that is really an incredible thing. I love doing that as well. And what's great is as we start to do this, and you have young daughters, young children, that that's what is important in terms of that whole educational process of experiencing that so it becomes natural in the next generation.
1: Yes. I My parents had a huge, a very large garden. We like, were talking potatoes and tomatoes and corn and I don't have the space for such a large garden. I wish I did. But we do plant things that we use often, tomatoes and peppers and chilies and jalapenos. And, um, we, you know, use it all year round, give it away to friends. And our kids seeing that, I think they'll like, I want, you know, they'll have it. It'll be second nature to them when they have their own home to plant. And I think that I don't want that them to lose that. So I think this is a great idea for families to, you know, even if it's just, you know, Planters, small planters to plant things and have their kids water them and it's it's so much fun for everyone
0: Exactly and the way that you do present it, sharing your story and sharing these ideas throughout the book in Simply Scratch, we really have a sense of how this can just be fit into a regular day. It's not to be any overwhelming task. And you you really stress how, you know, even trying a, a meal a week to begin with is a way to approach it.
1: Yes, I think um, everyone has such busy work weeks. And not all of us are lucky to, you know, stay at home. And there's recipes for those nights where you get home and you just want something simple, throw together. Um, And then there's, you know, ones that should be probably, say, for a Sunday, depending. You know, there's so many different levels of ease in this book for recipes and cooking that um, it doesn't have to be looked at as, oh, it's from scratch. I don't know if I can do this because I know for one, for me, if it takes me six hours to prepare something, I'm probably <laughs> not going to do it. <laughs> so these are all easy recipes from breakfast to uh, there's a soup, salad, and sandwich chapter, you know, side dishes, mains, and desserts. They're all
0: easy. And I like the way that you have it set up that you – things blend together. So I'm going to use your example because I think it's so perfect about making your own broth and using oh. that stock for other recipes. But in the meantime, as you've made the stock, you, you also have a meal from that.
1: Yes. it You know, there's a recipe in particular, um, it's the chicken and dumplings, where I do have a separate broth recipe, but in this particular recipe, which I think is what you're talking about, um, you... You know, take a cut-up whole chicken put in water and, um, you know, onions. And you create a broth from that. Remove the chicken, shred that up, and strain the broth. And then you use that into, you know, the gravy for the chicken and dumplings. And it, nothing goes to waste. I mean, maybe the bones and, you know, all that. But it's definitely, like, a one-pot type of deal. And about my separate, like, vegetable broth and chicken broth, those are – like, probably my most favorite from scratch item that I encourage people to make all the time because it's it's inexpensive. It makes, uh, you know, 10 cups, which, you know, can be frozen into one or two-cup measurements or even ice cube trays where you, you just need a couple tablespoons of broth for, you know, gravy or what have you. But, and it is, to quote my sister who helped, you know, who's tested these recipes with me all along, she said that it has changed the way of her favorite soup tasted because it's so much better you get so much flavor from doing it yourself and you'll have it in your freezer or your fridge you just you know defrost it and have it ready no you know saving you money at the grocery store you know what's in it and it's so good and so good for you
0: and one of the key things here, as it tastes good and knowing the ingredients, we really have a control on that item, sodium, which is yes. so high in most of the ones that you would buy off a store shelf.
1: Yeah, I, I don't use any salt in my homemade broth, only because I want to season the dish when I'm using it. And it kind of messes up the sodium level of A recipe calls for, let's say, a teaspoon of salt, but the broth's already salted, and then it could tend to be too salty, and you can't really take away the salt once it's in there. (laughs) So definitely no salt in the broth, so you can just season, you know, your main dish, um, however your palate likes it.
0: Definitely
1: very good for you to leave out the salt in the broth and then just season your dish later on.
0: Exactly. So we have such important control for our health. That is key here. And so the other thing about the broth is in making, say, a chicken stock, as you cook that chicken, you mentioned how then you use the chicken pieces also, and I really am now looking forward to making this, is a chicken chili.
1: Yes, that's another one. Yes, good point. Um, I am all for using the chicken when you make the broth. Um, And the chicken chili is another one of those one-pot meals where you make the broth, take the chicken off the bones, shred it, you know, and then add the chicken back into the Southwest chicken chili with like poblano and beans. And it is um, one of my favorite and my family's favorite because it's you know, so easy and delicious.
0: Totally. And the book is filled with these incredible pictures. So
1: oh. <laughs> yes, you know, this did. book honestly, is a true labor of love. Not only did like I you know, make sure I picked recipes that, you know, came from my family, um, my grandmother, my mother. um, But I also photographed the book and I shared stories about each recipe, um, you know, personal stories, how I, you know, my friends and family have inspired me for these recipes or restaurants inspired me for some of the recipes in the book. Um, It's like this whole package and I wanted to make sure it was, you know, people were reading it and looking and knowing it was all, you know, from the heart.
0: And that really comes through, Lori. That's oh, so good. <laughs> really, it's uh, it, it, the feeling is right there. You really share yourself. And in that way, it's so inspiring to really feel uh, a, a relationship and f- really get the idea well, I think I can do this too. Yes.
1: And that was so important to me. I wanted this book. It was always my goal to have it be like the home cooks resource where they. You know, pull from it, and the pages get sticky with syrup and flour in the creases. Because I, I want a book that I'm going to cook. I want to cook out of. I mean, who doesn't? So a book that has, you know, so much uh, packed into it. I think, you know, not only personality, but um, relatability. And I just think this book, and maybe I'm just partial to this one, <laughs> but I think it offers so much to a home cook with the basics and how to use them throughout the book. I think um, also, and I, I don't mean to like slip over you, but the, one other thing I love about um, this book in particular is I, for me, the hardest part about dinner is planning the main dish and then figuring out what the side dishes are going to be. So I, um, at the end of each recipe in the main dish section, I've paired it with some of the recipes in the side dish. So people can get an idea like, Oh, Hey, you know, I can make this with those. And it takes the guesswork out of dinner or what's for dinner. And I think that helps home cooks as well, not only just knowing the ingredients and the basics, but having some ideas on what to make with the main dish.
0: Yes, absolutely important point, because until we maybe begin to feel a little more comfortable for those of us who might be really kind of just newly venturing into this, It really is a big boost to be able to have that idea and at least give us uh, perhaps a a jumping-off point to try something else.
1: Yes, and, you know, readers can feel free to, like, mix and match. I'm not trying to tell them that these main dishes only work with certain side dishes. It's just, you know, like an idea, um, which I know has helped um, me when making dinner, like having staple sides that go with the main dish and – it just always works out easy knowing like, hey, on those nights where you don't really, you aren't really sure what to make, you know, you have these options.
0: And helpful ideas such as get everything out and organized, set out for you to make the recipe. I've, I've done it both ways and I realize with your saying that and suggesting it to, to have all that planned out, it makes it so much easier and less frustrating.
1: Yes, and I think blogging for me really taught me that because I would always have to photograph these, you know, stages and that when I have everything chopped and measured and laying next to um, the pot or the pan that when I'm reading, so I can focus on following the recipe because everything else has been chopped and measured. Because, I, you know, it's really hard sometimes. I know for me, that's why on my blog I walk the um, – home cook through step-by-step with photography because I had a hard time like reading the recipe and then trying to figure out how it's supposed to look like in front of me. So I think having all your ingredients prop measured, it will not only make it, you know, easier and quicker to prepare dinner or that recipe, but, you know, you can actually focus on the written instructions and not miss a step.
0: Exactly. Or put it in the wrong place as I've done in well, the past.
1: <laughs> I've done that <it> too. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, you know, those sorts of helpful tips are just so great for anyone who might feel intimidated. It's like, it's taking away a lot of guest work and then it's encouraging and really is such a great guide. It's like, you're right there in, you know, helping us along being our cheerleader. Oh, good. I, it's, A great compliment. (laughs) And you know, the other thing that I think is so key here, you were mentioning earlier, Lori, how not everyone is able to stay home and being able to cook, but you didn't start out that way. Uh, Two parts to this, you know, you were a working mom, and you decided to go in this direction. But following that passion too, has led to this new career where you are able to work at that.
1: Yes, I like I worked um at when my first daughter was born. I was working five days a week um at a hospital, eight hours a day, and and that wasn't a Monday to Friday thing because hospitals are open on the weekends. So you know it was Mondays, Tuesdays. It was all over the place. My schedule was never the same. And I wanted at the same time I wanted to figure out how I could cook from scratch and still you know do a while working and raising two young girls and. Um, by the time my second daughter came around, I was working three 12-hour shifts. So I was, I was home more, but still gone all day. So I, it was like my, my mission to redefine the term from scratch. I always thought about my mom, you know, making these, you know, three-course meals along with the dessert and being doing it all day long. And I knew I didn't have that time. So I wanted to find recipes that gave um, me a chance to work my job but feed my family with wholesome healthy rest, or meals and uh, I would take log of all these recipes I would try and test into a red composition notebook some um, you know got repeated on a weekly basis because you know they were just such pleasers when you have small kids and you find something that really works with them you tend to make it more often and it just evolved um, to me starting the blog and then here I am today with a cookbook. It's uh, surreal.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And when you think about that, as you said, six years for this to happen, it's really like a blink of the eye.
1: It is. I think back to those er first early days, and I was still, um, I was still new into cooking. I would, you know, I had some failed attempts, um, but I didn't give up. And Uh, I think the only way to get better at cooking is to keep on cooking and don't dwell too much on those recipes that don't work out for you. Um, And you will eventually be in a place where you can tackle anything, any recipe. Um, You'll build confidence. Your skills will sharpen. And with the knife in which, you know, that is intimidating for people to chop and dice and the difference between the two. And I think um, just, you know, keep trying. Keep you know, going back and finding recipes that you feel you can handle, and then start there and gradually build your way up to more complicated
0: ones. Exactly. The rules that exist are the only ones that you make for yourself. No one's there dictating or or watching over what you do. Absolutely. And when you mention the the chopping and the dicing, it reminds me of how you talk about having really good tools, but... you say you only actually need to then have one good knife. If you're looking at in terms of budgets and such, don't yeah. feel like you have to have a huge set.
1: Right. I honestly, um, when I first started, my sister uh, gifted to me for Christmas a chef's knife and cutting board, and I, you know, that's all I had for a long time. <laughs> and you can accomplish anything with that one knife and that one cutting board. You can. You, know, you don't need to have all this elaborate you know, nice sets. I mean, it's great if you do and you, you know, they do come in handy if you need them, but you really only, you know, if you want to start out buy that one chef's knife and a good wood cutting board and maybe even a plastic cutting board for like things like raw meat because you don't want to put raw meat on wood and it will get you far.
0: I promise. Exactly. And again, it's not I'm going to say rocket science, because you're basically also saying the same thing. We're talking about Simply Scratch. So you're aiming to give us some great guidelines for keeping it simple, and I think you've really totally succeeded in that goal.
1: Oh, I'm glad. I, I'm i all for shortcuts. I don't make my own tomato paste, <laughs> because I have yet to tackle that. It's quite intense, from what I've read. So I do believe in using, you know, those, Small shortcuts like canned tomato paste or sauce. Um, I have a recipe in there to make your own marinara. But, again, it's okay to take shortcuts as long as they're healthy, smart choices. You know, I like to buy organic. It's not for everyone. Not everyone has to do that. But I'm all for those small ingredients that can be store-bought. Does that make sense? I think that, you know, if you don't have the time to soak beans, using canned beans for the chili is not a bad thing. You know, we all are short on time and don't have the luxury of soaking beans and then cooking them in the morning and then, you know, adding them to the recipe for dinner. So I believe, like, for everyone who's trying to, like, cook and do it on a time crunch that those kind of shortcuts are are all right. (laughs) <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes, and I think it's just we'll move along and we'll experiment with new things, but to make those allowances so that at least we get started, I think that's a key thing here. Simply Scratch encourages us to just try making some of those meals at home to begin with so that eventually it may be the majority of not all of our meals. Exactly. Absolutely. Well, you know, this is so incredible, Lori, that we've gone through the time that we have together and not really spoken too specifically about many recipes, but maybe that's where we say, you need to pick up your own copy of Simply Scratch and try these great recipes. Yeah, I don't know if I could pick,
1: you know, a certain favorite. They're all ones that my family and I love, and I still cook from this book. I still have it on my counter, and I pull from it all the time. It is a great resource for me. And I should, you know, know these by heart, but, you know, I still flip it open and make my all-purpose seasoning salt and my condensed soups just because it's so handy.
0: So now it's available for anyone, anywhere, and uh, at, of course, all of our favorite book sources, correct?
1: Correct. Amazon, Barnes & Noble. Um, You can get it for your Kindle, your iBook, You know, just search online Simply Scratch cookbook and, you know, you'll have plenty of options to, you know, where to purchase it at.
0: And we should mention the website as well because that's a great resource.
1: Yes, my blog is simplyscratch.com and there you'll find so many recipes. I think I'm at over like 600 or so on there. All step-by-step walks you through it, you know, gives you pictures of what it looks like at what step and lots of lots of good recipes there.
0: Oh, Laurie, it's been really a gift. You're a gift, and you've provided <laughs> us with such a brilliant gift idea for just about anyone that we would want to give something special to. So I so appreciate that you've done all this wonderful work. I thank you for it, and congratulations on this book.
1: Oh, thank you so much. I appreciate you having me on and being able to talk
0: about it. It's been so much fun. I agree. And with that, we're at the end of a very full hour of Inspirational Women with Lori McNamara and Sunday Morning Magazine with Bruce Beeler. I'm Kate Daniels, your host, and I greatly appreciate your sharing this hour with me and these special guests. For details you might have missed or information you'd like to know, please just send me an email, kated at warm1069.com, and I will get right back to you. Also, if you'd like to listen again or share these important stories with your family and friends, find the podcast on our Warm 106.9 webpage. Click on the On Air tab and then Sunday mornings and look for the show and guest names. I now wish you and your family a day of embracing nature right where we are. Have a week of the same and then please plan to join me again next weekend for another hour of Sunday Morning Magazine and Inspirational Women on warm 106.9 the station to pick you up and make you feel good good morning